Welcome to the MRX Influencers Podcast, where you come for the insights, but stay for the good times. I'm Dan Fleetwood, and on this podcast, I chat with the best and brightest minds in the research space. On today's episode, I chat with Nader Kobesi, who is the CEO and founder of Research on Mobile, or ROM. We talk about programmatic sampling and its role in the market research industry. So whether you know a lot or a little about programmatic sampling, I know you'll learn something. I hope you enjoy the conversation that I have with Nader. Hey, Nader, how are you? Hey, great. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Welcome to the show. I know it's it's evening time in Paris on a Friday, so yep. I'm glad yeah, I caught thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So for those that don't know, Nader Kabesi is CEO, co-founder of ROM. ROM is research on mobile. So he's joining us today to talk a little more about ROM and then also programmatic sampling and the future of market research. So why don't we get right into it, Nader? Like, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about ROM, and then we can dive into the discussion a little bit more. Sure. Um, there's so much to say. Uh, but but for, before I, I do, you were mentioning you had COVID. Uh, are, are you fine? Are you... Yeah, I'm, I'm fine now. So it was just <laughs> kind of like a mild cold. Like, you know, I was honestly, if if COVID wasn't happening, I just thought I'd have like a, you know, kind of a, a seasonal cold or something. So other than that, it's fine. Yeah, yeah kind that, of like that's exactly fire. what I felt a year and a half ago when I got it. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is it just for me at least it kind of wiped me out. Like I would need a nap in the afternoon, which is not normal for me. So <laughs> anyway, yeah. No, but thank you for asking. I am I'm feeling better. So. No, my, uh, yeah, I feel so left I, out, your but uh, oh, don't worry, Mark. You'll get it sometime. You know. Yeah, no, but I don't want to get it. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of of the opinion that everybody's going to get it at some point. Yeah, right? yeah, but, absolutely, most probably. All, All right. right. So I mean, where where to start? Um, um maybe I. So yeah, I'll, I'll start with uh, you know a little bit of my background. So I started. Uh, I got into market research by pure coincidence. I think like most people in market research, uh, I mm-hmm. don't think I ever met somebody who willingly ended up uh, who chose you know pick market research. No, uh, I think Nader, real quick, it, it's very tough to to, to I, get out of it. I Sorry. think you're right about that, Nader, because even I like kind of stumbled into it. I got a degree in marketing, but then I got an internship at a market research firm, and then yeah. you know. 20, uh, that's 15, not far from what later, happened to so, me. Uh, yeah. I had a degree in marketing, and then you know, the, the rest nice. is history. So I yeah. started in 2004, um, the, right at the beginning of panels, when, when online panels started mm-hmm. to to grow a little bit. Like Even back then, they were struggling to, to, to convince people. So I remember uh, clients and, um, and research agencies um, really struggling to, to uh, convince uh, end clients uh, that uh, you know, uh, online panels are, uh, uh, you know, are representative enough, the quality is good, and all these things. So and, and mm-hmm. the reason I'm mentioning this is because I think we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll We'll mention, you know, we'll get back to this point uh, later on, uh, later on in our conversation. Yep. So I spent around 14 years uh, in uh, online panels, working in online panels in uh, various, uh, some of the big uh, companies uh, in the States and Dubai and in Europe. Um, and then um, after three and a half years, uh, along with my partners, we decided uh, it's time to, to start our own thing. We had an idea. Uh, we had something in mind that we felt, uh, you know, there was a gap in the market. Uh, we felt that uh, the the, the globe, globally uh, people's uh, usage, uh, you know, the the way um, people will be behaving with their smartphones will be mm-hmm. different. 
Uh, luckily, we were right. So three and a half years later, you know, we ended up, it was a little bit of a gamble, but uh, yeah. luckily it paid yeah. off. And um, so, I mean, that that's as far as, uh, you know, how we started the research on mobile. Uh, I, I have a lot more. Would you like me to give yeah, like for, a summary of what we do? Or? Yeah, so that was 2017, 2018, and, and that time frame? 2000, uh, yeah, actually, uh, 2017, 18, yeah, around, around that. So we officially launched in the summer of 2018. Okay. But we nice. started working on it uh, nice. almost a year before. Awesome. Okay. So then... Tell us a little bit about like what does ROM do? Maybe obviously you can kind of dive into a little bit of, you know, what is programmatic sampling and how does that all work? So maybe sure. I think uh, uh, have, some of the listeners probably know, some maybe, you know, have some idea, some are, you know, maybe just not familiar with it. So kind of dive into that yeah. and then kind of how ROM addresses that need as well. Sure. I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to give an answer that, uh, you know, combines both, uh, <coughs> like one answer that for, for both questions. Um, right. So what we are doing at, at ROM, um, at Research on Mobile, is uh, we're, I think, in a little bit of a unique position. I don't think there's, I haven't heard of any other company doing exactly what we do. So um, we decided to be exactly on the, at the crossroad between uh, ad tech, so advertising technology, and RESTEX, which is research technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and we decided that um, to, to let go of all the traditional things we used to do. So all, you know, some of the listeners might be aware, uh, familiar with the you know, sample-only projects, full-service mm-hmm. projects, ad hoc, panel yeah. building, all these things. Yep. We decided to, to stop all this and to do nothing but programmatic. Mm, okay. um, of course, I'll explain in a, in a few seconds exactly what is programmatic. But uh, the reason why it's uh, it, what we do is a little bit different is because we do all the the buying. Let's say I'll call it buying for now. But I mean the respondent source, uh, respondent sourcing. The way we find respondents, um, we do it programmatically, and the selling and how we source them to uh, surveys that they should be eligible for. We also do it programmatically. So the whole idea of what we do and of programmatic in general is to eliminate as much as possible the human uh, aspect of it, mm-hmm. uh, eliminate all the you know the project management um, aspect uh, of the business. So not having to rely on emails, not having uh, you know back. I remember if, you know ten years ago, let's say, or even five mm-hmm. years ago, in my last job. Uh, you would uh, how would you qualify if you had a busy day or if you had a successful uh, you know week or something like this uh, there's a direct correlation with how many emails you got the more yep. emails you got into your inbox yep. uh, the more it means you either have you were super busy or you know things are running well and if you're not getting uh, 10 emails in an hour you feel oh wow that looks like it's going to be a slow monday the whole mm-hmm. idea and and what we're doing now is not to have any email Zero emails. Like, uh, so everything is done programmatically. So what does programmatic mean? Um, it's um, basically it's algorithms. So it's just creating algorithms. Uh, it's um, it's machines talking to one another. So we we have uh, we've built our own technology, of course. Basically, it it needs. Uh, they call it also API. Uh, yep. So, but for those who are not very technical, I'm not gonna go into too many details about the API. Um, so, in in our case specifically, um, what what we do is that we we find people where they. Uh, are spending most of the time. So we want to find consumers. We want to find respondents, people who are willing to answer a survey, mm-hmm. who, of course, would expect an incentive. But we don't want to build a panel. So I don't know if, right. if I should get into this, uh, if we should talk about panels, because I could talk for, for two hours. And I know we don't have to. <laughs> Maybe we can get into that in a minute. But 
Yeah. You know, as you're talking about that, I'm, I know a question that popped up and in my mind, obviously I, I know the answer, but I think people are probably thinking like, where do you find these respondents that, you know, yeah. come into the survey? What, yeah. where do, yeah. you know, can you talk so a little the, about that? The, the whole, what, what we wanted to do is not to build a panel. We didn't want to build something that where people will uh, be part of a certain mold where people will become potentially professional respondents because the yeah. more they answer surveys, the more they'll know, okay, this time, I, uh, I last three times I screened out on the income question, for example. So this time I'm going to say that, no, my salary is much triple what my salary actually is. Yeah. Um, but for me personally, um, and throughout my, my career, uh, I mean, for the last 18 years at least, what I struggled with was incentive, incentive models. Yeah. Um, incentive yeah. models in every sense of the term and how to build an incentive model that, that caters to everybody. Because if we're talking about the panel of, let's say, 500,000 people, let's say, just as an example, yeah, how do you do that? Uh, but most panel companies talk about tens of millions. Right. Uh, how every single one of those 500,000 or every single one of those million people is, is a unique and different person. So you right. cannot say that all of those will be interested in PayPal or all of those will be interested in donating, for example, or cash. So, mm -hmm. so that's what we wanted to do. And this is what we uh, are doing, actually. So what, what we're doing is we find people where they already are. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately for, for uh, humans, and but fortunately for business, everybody's on their smartphone. Yep. So yeah. this is where we yeah. find them. We don't want them to download an app. We decided not to build our own app. We want them to be staying using the apps that they already love and use on their phone. And this is where we find them. So similarly to um, sometimes, you know, you're you're using an app. Uh, let's say you're reading a, it's a newspaper app, as an example. Okay, the app of the Huffington Post, just for the sake of the example. Yep. Um, but again, there could be literally billions of examples because there are billions of apps. Um, and uh, you, you get to a stage where a point you can read the three first sentences of, of an article, but then it tells you, Actually, to read the rest, you need to be subscribed or you need mm -hmm. to, uh, to pay a dollar or something like this. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Or you have to watch this video. And if you mm -hmm. watch this video, you know, we'll, uh, maybe we'll, you can read the rest of the, the article. So this is where we come in. We give uh, people using the apps that they, they have, uh, that they use, the alternative to top up their account, to, to, you know, to unlock a certain level in, in, in the apps uh, right. in exchange for uh, them taking one of our surveys. The only difference with the, if you compare it to watching a video is that taking a survey will take much more than 30 seconds, of course. We only do mobile-friendly surveys, but still, it's anywhere between 5 and 15 minutes, to be realistic. Mm -hmm. um, so the incentive that we give them or what they get in exchange is much more than what people would get. Uh, so let's say if they get, if it's a game, as an example, and uh, if you watch a video, you get 10 points or 10 gems. Yep. If you take one of our surveys, yeah. it's going to get you 200 gems. So, so it's much more enticing. Interesting. Got it. No, it's interesting. I mean, it makes sense, right? It's human nature. I don't want to pay money, but I'll spend 10, 15 minutes of my time to have access to this. Yeah, so that's, exactly. That's Actually, funnily, sorry, I have a little bit of an audio issue. So if, if I'm interrupting you, I'm sorry. It's because No, no, don't, don't worry about it. I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> so um so what we yeah uh, so first of all we uh, everything is uh, translated into like 60 different languages because we do this globally yeah. um and so so just to go back to the business model and not not only to talk about us but to talk about you know the 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 industry where and it's a relatively uh, niche 
market where we are in. But yep. we decided, for example, to only uh, cater, to only serve or sell. I don't like the term sell, but basically our clients are only survey marketplaces. So, mm-hmm. of course, everybody knows about Lucid and Synth and uh, you know those yeah. types of companies, especially with the recent acquisition. Yeah. So, um, anybody who can... Uh, basically, we don't want to be, to be talking to a salesperson. We don't want to pitch anything. Everything is done programmatically. And again, by programmatically, I mean algorithms. So our algorithms and our codes, let's say, uh, detect opportunities. So detect uh, on their own. They're very, uh, you know, that's a smart, uh, that's the whole point about it. It's automated and it's, uh, it's a smart uh, system yeah. that uh, detects the opportunities and automatically recognizes out of, you know, hundreds of thousands of live surveys that are available right now, which survey uh, this person who just got profiled and uh, and approved by you know our quality standards, which survey this person should should be sent to? Right. Now that that makes sense, and it kind of reminds me of something. When I first got started in the industry, it was all about incidents, right? Like, what's the incidence rate? And now it's shifting, and I think much more to conversion, right? Like, yeah, what's your conversion exactly. rate? So I think a lot of the things that you're mentioning there with the different algorithm and matching them to different studies available obviously helps out. With conversion, right? So that's it's interesting that you mentioned that. Exactly, and it's interesting you mentioned this because in our internal uh, tools, uh, we call conversion. We we don't call it uh, incidence IR anymore. Yeah. Incidence rate. We call it CVR. So conversion. Yeah, so well, we that's are spot on. Interesting. That's interesting. So you kind of touched on a little bit, Nader, but maybe give us like three of the differentiators between a traditional panel and a programmatic sample for someone like Rom. Sure. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll give an example. Um, so first of all, like the incentive, for example, is what is one of them. So yep. usually a, a, a traditional uh, online panel, and I'm not saying uh, panels are bad. You know, that's not at all. But they still right. represent right. a huge portion yeah. of, uh, of sampling today. However, my my vision of the future might be a little bit different. So I think this this proportion will drop. Um, so just so, you know, for listeners or my previous employers, not to think that I'm you know saying that you know we we came up with the, we created the future and everybody else right uh, right. We don't want you know I'm I'm uh, I might be the first uh, French uh, you know uh, invitee on your show. I don't want uh, I don't want to be the last. <laughs> French. So. I think so, you actually might be uh, the first. We are. Yeah, that's a, we are. Nice. I was, I was Sorry, actually to go back to, 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 to answer your question. Um, yeah. So the incentive model is uh, is one of the main uh, the main uh, differentiators, and that makes a huge difference because today uh, people are expecting. Again, unfortunately, you know, I have kids, and I see how how they are acting and how addicted they are getting to technology and uh, you know iPads and phones and all whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's all about instant gratification. So that is what we wanted to create cater to and this is what panels struggle to 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 cater to so that is one of the main uh, differentiators and i'll get be more specific so usually in panels at the end of when you complete the survey uh, you don't get the incentive automatically you need to build so you need to have completed an on average 25 surveys yeah. to reach the um, the threshold that allows you to then get your your incentive yeah. Um, yeah. And this is a little bit outdated, in, in my opinion. So that that's one. Two, it gives you, um, I mean, as far as the, you know, like, like we touched at the beginning, um, the uh, professional respondents. So the way we sort, and we're not the only ones, of course, but the way we are doing the sourcing, the way we find respondents um, is uh, it's called like dynamic sampling. 
Okay, mm-hmm. so it's fresh respondents who don't stay. So it's it's what they used to call reverse sampling. So maybe it has a negative connotation, but but uh, the reason why they called it river is, is smart because the water in the river never comes twice. You know, it just passes once yeah. uh, yep. and that's right. it. Then it's gone. Then it's always fresh, and that's exactly how. Uh, programmatic sampling and how we are uh, sampling. So we just get people uh, to come in, take a survey. Most probably it's the first survey they ever took in their life. Um, and then and then get their incentive and then go. We don't ask them to sign up. We, we cannot recontact them. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't ask them to, to uh, you know, uh, come. And so they cannot, They don't have enough time to, to learn and to become professional respondents. Right. Uh, and that's right. why uh, that, that the example I wanted to give is that there is a question usually at the beginning of, uh, I would say, most uh, surveys, if not all surveys uh, from around the world. Um, and it's always the same question. It's been the case for maybe 30 years, and it, I think it's about time they change it. But anyways, uh, <laughs> hopefully somebody is listening or will listen uh, in the future to this uh, you know this uh, talk and decide to to make a change. Um, And the question is, uh, do you or anybody you know or uh, anybody you've ever met in your life works in the market? uh, Do you work in market research or advertising or marketing or something like this? Of course, most probably uh, not you don't, but you know somebody. So um, usually you would screen out on this question. Also, logically, you would screen out on this question. Yeah, for sure. And uh, in panels, 99% 99% of them, because, you know, they did screen out the first three times, but because they get a lot of, a lot of invites to, to participate in new surveys, you know, by the fourth time, nobody's stupid. So they understood, mm-hmm. okay, I'm gonna, if I say yeah. none of the above, then I'm going to move on in the survey. I want to get my incentive at the end of the day. Right. And, and if you look at uh, the people taking our surveys, and again, they cannot take it again, so they're just gone. They basically just get screened out. So we end up with a lot of people who get screened out, and that's fine. It's part of our business model. Uh, more than 80% of them screen out on this on this one question. And this is mm-hmm. a huge indication that they have no idea. Uh, you know, they, that's they wild. Never, I mean, never 80, 80%. Yeah. 80%, that's quite a bit. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think 81% is the exact uh, figure. Wow. Amazing. Wow. That's huge. Um, what else did I say? I mean, there is there are a lot of differentiators, uh, I would say. But I think the the one thing, if I want to keep it, you know, more top line, more general, is uh, really less dependency on humans. And not mm. that I have any issues with humans, of course. But uh, you know, <laughs> it just not. from a yeah. business perspective, uh, yeah. I, I, it makes uh, you know, there, it's more uh, scalable. Let's say it's more agile yeah. and. Uh, for example, and and for example, in our case, fifty percent of our business um, uh, of our turnover comes while we're asleep or on the weekend when we're not working. Mm, right. uh, so it doesn't need us to be there. I mean, we're there just to make it better. We're there to optimize it. We're there if, in case there's a bug, because and of course there are some from time to time. But other than this, it doesn't need us to to to. It's just a machine working on its own, doing the buying and the selling in a smart way on its own. Yeah, that's so awesome. That's, I think it's the big <clears throat> No, I think those are those are some great differentiators. So thank you for sharing that. I think Nader, if you could, we have you know a few more minutes left here, if you can tell us about you know where do you see the future of sampling? Maybe some high level points in your viewpoint. Um, maybe can you share those with us? Yeah. So I, I think, and and I hope you know time will not prove that I was wrong. Um, so I think uh, the the future is will get closer to to what we are doing. So what we're doing started off by being relatively unique. We are seeing more uh, players uh, in the market. The fact 
that uh, you know marketplaces also so um, uh, are taking such a big and that we finally got a unicorn. And uh, while if you look at the at the panel companies who've been around, all of them who've been around for 20 years, uh, I'm not going to name who, but but you can think of the you know top five, top ten. None of them got to a unicorn level. The fact that Lucid got to that level in much less time and less than half the time mm-hmm. uh, um, that that's also a huge indicator so i think uh, with time and very quickly so i think in three years we'll be looking at a very different uh, you know map of the of market research uh, there will be a lot of uh, m a a lot of acquisitions going on you know small yeah. fish uh, getting uh, eaten by the bigger fish but that that's very healthy and that's very good yeah. um, but on so on the demand side and on the so i think more brands and more and clients will be relying more on marketplaces and survey exchange platforms because it just makes sense it's just it's easier faster better better quality um, they have more control and more the most important for us as as clients and as uh, suppliers is transparency there it gives you it gives you a level of transparency that you never had before uh, anywhere mm-hmm. else yep. yep so that's on the how on the on the supply side or like respondent sourcing side uh, I, I would bet on what we're doing. So I think uh, finding, sourcing respondents directly um, from, uh, you know, through adver- using, leveraging advertising in a, in a smart way and in a, in, a, in a way that also, you know, motivates people uh, will be, will be, will take much more uh, of market share than, than panels with hmm. time. No, that's interesting. Yeah, that's super interesting. I, I like the point around you know, sort of the unicorns and the, the marketplaces and the survey providers, because I think it it's true, right? Like those are showing the biggest growth. So that's where I think a lot of the focus is probably going to be. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, the biggest yeah. growth and the big smart margins. So yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely something they're doing right in that case. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, Nader, I, I appreciate you joining us today. I, you know, I'm hopefully that our audience learned a lot about programmatic sampling you know, feel free to connect with Nader. I know he's he's on Twitter a lot. He's on LinkedIn. So connect with him. Feel free to ask him questions that you may have that weren't answered here. Uh, with that, hey, Nader, I'll let you get back to your Friday, maybe a glass of red wine or something. And we'll talk yes, I promise I will. That, thanks okay. again. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime. Thanks so much for listening to the MRX Influencers Podcast. If you want more information about Question Pro, go to questionpro.com. If you want to follow me, feel free to do so on LinkedIn or Twitter. Until next time, we'll see you later.